Splinters of Jade is a thriller podcast and may contain material not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Painted Wolf, your mane shimmers in the moon. I long to caress. Kuniguru is played by Pooh Richardson. My judgment is starting to be a little off. Kitsuki Akira is played by Steve Lanslo Bartolome. Perhaps uh, we have another wedding soon. Yogo Sojimo is played by Bren Thorson. There is no practice, there is only perfection. <laughs> Introducing special guest Trevor Cuba as Kakita Onimaru. He's rather upset more with himself that he let himself be distracted by something. Now, on with our show. It's the 11th day of the month of Tagashi, and as you went back into your room, you saw an origami wolf sitting on one of the tables. You investigated it, opening it up, and you found a haiku written, Mighty Painted Wolf, your mane shimmers in the moon. I long to caress. You've determined that it's probably for Kuniguru and have are now looking a little deeper into who this might be from. Sojabom, can you take a look at this writing and tell me who or which clan it might be from. I'm not very adept with the calligraphy and deciphering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you come in on uh, uh, Sojabo, and he, he's got ripped up papers all over the place. He's cleaning it up at this point. And he... he uh, uh, sh- yeah. Uh, very well. I'll have a look. And Guru ignores all the ripped up paper. Yeah. <laughs> As a proper samurai, yes. Yeah. Uh, so what? So this would be an analyze air composition. Yep. I'm not going to give you a TN, but I will say the more successes you have, the more information you'll get. All right. So that's two successes, and I get. And since we did, was that an intentional? Yeah. So I get a void point for that. Yes, you do. All right. The writing seems a little bit more rough in general, just not as polished as what a normal courtier might write. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially the jump to the last line seems very forced. Okay, so... um... So this is not any courtier school then. So it must have been some bushi or possibly a rural Shigenja. It's my best guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're from the information you can garner off this probably written by a bushi or a rural Shigenja. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because that's technically what I should have got for free for my brushwork. So what do I get for my successes? Because I do have a brushwork passion. So that's literally what I can get for, for like, that's base for me. Yeah. Um, with the successes, so the, you recognize that the quality of the ink itself is subpar. So it's mm. unlikely to be from one of the great clans. Uh, someone who just does not have the normal means to buy high quality Sumi ink. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I'm assuming it's either from a Bushi, rural Shigenja, from a minor clan. That is what I can glean from this uh, poem. It is more than I can glean off of it, so you have helped quite a bit. So I'll take it back. It's like, and have you seen Akira? I have been in my I've been in the workroom for. Most of the day, uh, I have not seen him. Ah, I see. And I will have to go find him, see if he's about, and need to see if I can avoid Kikito Onomaru. I don't think he likes me. I don't care. And Guru will then leave to see if he can find Kitsuke Kira. So th- this is after you guys were at dinner previous to this. So. You you had come back to the room together. So Guru comes out of the so where Sojibo's at, looks around the main room, sees Akira back over over in the working on his puzzle box, and walks over. Akira, yes. Could you uh, look at this haiku, this letter? I inferred this for me because of the first line. Sojibo has determined that it is from a either a Bushi or a Shugenja because of the, the brush strokes aren't that of a courtier. And he believes it's from one of the, either a minor clan or at least not one of the major clans based on the style ink that's been used. Could you find out anything more? I know the Kutsuki clan is very adept with deciphering puzzles and riddles and Things that aren't always to be found normally. Uh, yes. Let me take a look at it then. All right. You're going to be doing an aesthetics air roll. Yeah. Guru steps back to give uh, Kitsuki Akira some space so he can do his, his thing. So aesthetics air. So I've got um, one success, three opportunity, two strife. All right. So uh, does this school apply? Yes. He's investigating. Okay. So, yeah. So, let's double check. Add, let's see. Add two white. So, definitely a different outcome. Okay. Let's see. Grand total two, four successes, four strife, and two opportunity. Um, I think you're a little bit wrong on that one, Steve. Do you get to keep those two dice as well? Um, I'm. I'm keeping the um, exploding from my um, ring right, dice. Success, strife, and opportunity. Yeah. And then I think you I'm kept keeping, the expo- keeping, keeping both of your skill. both skill. So that'd be one, two, three. You have four success, four strife, two opportunity. Yeah, that's what I said. I heard more. So, sorry. Okay. No problem. All right. 
uh, as you feel the cardstock itself, you determine that it is from the south end of Rokugan, just based upon its texture. The ink itself, you you reaffirm that it is a low grade, so probably from a minor clan. Okay. Uh, you smell the hint of uh, yew wood on the edge of the uh, paper itself. Okay. That is what you get with the four successes. Okay. What would you like to do with your opportunities? Opportunity, I smell the hint of um, like a perfume or personal scent that I have possibly smelled before. Okay, you can't quite place the smell, but uh, you smell a uh, hibiscus scent. Okay. Um, hmm. Yes, definitely came from southern Rokugan. Smell of you and hint of hibiscus. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. yes, the fact that it comes from southern Rokugan would make sense because they could have purchased the parchment around here. Correct. Yes. Not everyone is like Kun or is it Kun or I'm trying to think of the uh, honorific for equal? San. No, Kun is less. What is it? What was Chris? San. 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 Yes. It's not, not everyone is like Sojabo San and brings their own paper with them everywhere they go. He has to buy it quite often since he uses so much. <laughs> this is but, true. But there is, you said you and eucalyptus. Hibiscus. Mm. Hibiscus. Hibiscus. And hibiscus. Very, a very scentful wood, the you. Yes. And hibiscus is a very fragrant flower, too. Very much so. I will have to find out some things. Thank you. And I, I shall keep my senses open and see if I can determine who sent this as well. Yeah. Perhaps perhaps uh, we have another wedding soon. Kind of smile at him and jokingly. <laughs> I very well doubt a wedding is that prevalent. Maybe not immediately, but you definitely have an admirer. It seems that way, yes. Again, I think you're a kid son, and I will take my leave. I think I wish to go... Out and enjoy the night air. Of course. And then Groog decides to head out, and he's going to take a walk around through the the gardens, enjoying the fresh night air. Yes, I know it's winter, but for Groog, it's still a fresh night air. See, I'm like tempted to try and stop you because traditionally you have to respond to that on the same piece of paper with another poem. <laughs> yeah, but and this I'm is just... Groog. <laughs> I think Yogo, I think Sojibo is a little bit too distracted right now. Uh, cleaning up the mess, burning the evidence. There is no practice. There is only perfection. Yeah. Probably would comment to uh, Guru that uh, you do have to respond on the same paper. Yes. But, it's just a... but go and think upon what your response shall be. Yeah. And Guru's taking the paper with him. All right, so as so, Kuniguru is walking, headed towards the gardens. He has to pass by the practice fields. There are several people out there. Uh, you see uh, Kakita Onimaru and Kakita Noboru uh, practicing 
their dueling skills once again with Boken. Uh, you also see uh, Toritaka Koyu of the Falcon Clan and Tsuruchi Tomomi of the Wasp Clan practicing their archery. Uh, Toritaka Koyu was the victor of the archery contest uh, the other day. Guru stops to watch the archery because he does wish to learn. Since he does have a Yumi, but he is not very good with it. He doesn't purposely ignore the duel with the, the firing with the cranes, but he doesn't pay too much attention to it either. It's not like he's trying to snub the crane at all. Crab stubbing a crane? Never happened. By all appearances, the two cranes appear to have no one in mind except for their respective opponents. Um, and reality, they are very well of everything that's going on within this courtyard right now. So as Guru watches both Sototaka, Kayu, and Suruchi Tomomomi, after a few moments, he walks over to them. So to a minor clan, it would be I'm trying to think of honorific. You can do Kun or San. Yeah. Sounds general. One you should do just like as a default. Yeah. Kun is for children. It's suspicious uh, and young boys especially. Yeah, yeah. He waits till they've come to a good stopping point where they've got like, went grab their arrows, come back. He'll walk up and go to the Taka-san, Suruchi-san. I was wondering if you could show, give me some pointers in archery. I have a Yumi, but I'm not very good with it. And in some of my travels, I have had need to use it, and I would like to be able to be better in actual use. Uh, they, they pause and they put their the arrows down into the dirt by their feet. So she, she smiles and goes, we can, I can teach you how to shoot, though our training can be quite rigorous. Do you feel up for it tonight? There is no better time than the present. Uh, Koyu speaks up. Uh, but if it's more of a spiritual shooting of the arrow, perhaps I might be a better instructor for you. They both look at you and almost simultaneously say, so which shall it be, martial or spiritual? Why not both? Very well, says Tomomi. Take one of the bows that your clan has so generously proffered for us and show us what we're starting with. <laughs> and Guru is actually trying to gauge both women and their, their interactions because he... He believes that it might be one of these two that sent the letter because one's a Shugenja, one's a, like, one's a Bushi. They're both from the, the southern area, both minor clans. So Gru walks over, looks over the, uh, the bows, picks up uh, one that looks to be strong for his size and strength, and then comes back over. He'll then look over at Suruchi Tomomomi. It's Suruchi-san. What is... How would you instruct me first? Do I focus... Fire a shot. So he'll pick up an arrow, string it, and then he's actually going to aim down the arrow to the uh, the target. So trying to make sure I get everything set properly. So 
Let's see. Trying to think of which ring he would use. Uh, which ring do you guys think would be appropriate for a straight shot? Probably Earth. You know, very just settled. You're not trying to do anything with too much flair. So two successes, two strife, and two opportunities. So I'm going to take the strife. And with the opportunities, he's basically he plants himself, draws back, sights straight down the arrow, and fires. The shot goes straight, doesn't hit a bullseye, but it sticks, sticks deeply in. So the opportunities are that it's a nice shot. It's not great, not horrible. Uh, Tomomi doesn't smile, but nods approvingly. Well, at least you're not hopeless to start with. Try again. This time, instead of focusing on the arrow, focus on the target. So he'll pick up another arrow, notch it, and then rather than looking down the arrow, he looks at the target when he draws. Uh, which would that be, you think? An air? Air. Yeah. Which doesn't really matter to much. I have three in both of those. <laughs> I hit the target, so he just... He knocks the arrow, focuses on the target, and fires. It hits a, a bit high, because I'm assuming that the tar- TN would be a one because it's a non-moving target. Yep. Yes. It almost misses as it hits the top of the top of the target. Uh, Koyu now speaks up. Perhaps you're just thinking too much. Close your eyes and let the arrow fly on its own. It knows how to strike. So he picks up another arrow, knocks it, closes his eyes, pulls back. In his head, he imagines where the target's at without being able to actually see it. And he's not aiming. Uh, And this will be a void roll. Oh, I figured it was a void roll. (laughs) Well, it is a hit, but it's... So I'm going to take the stripe as well on this. So as he draws back, eyes closed... He aims, or he points the arrow at the uh, target, and basically initially points it almost straight up. Then he just brings brings the bow down and then releases. But apparently, his release wasn't quite where he really should. Because again, it hits top of the target, sticks in just not solidly, but it is a, a good strike. He'll open his eyes and go, apparently I can hit the target, whether I can see it or not. Is there anything either of you can show me that may improve my skills? Uh, Tomomi steps over to you, holds out, and says, prepare for another shot, and I will help you with it this time. And as you're holding the bow up, she wrenches your arm so that your elbow is almost locked and grabs at your wrist and tilts it slightly up so everything's in a straight line. Okay. Uh, you're going to get an assisted archery earth, a ranged earth. Okay, how many white dice? Because I know she's got the skill. Yeah, you get one extra. Okay. Two successes and an opportunity. So you hit much more much closer to the center and still not a bullseye, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a better shot. Koyu steps to the other side of you once more and I shall help your other arm. Eyes closed this time as well. 
you wish. Just feel how we are helping position you. And she, as you draw back, she lifts up your elbow so that it's straight in line with your wrist. So now your body's almost in a T-shape rather than dropped like a K. Okay. Yeah, and I'll keep my eyes open. So one, uh, one assist die. Um, you're looking with your eyes. You're going to be doing an air this time. And is it still one assist die? Um, you, this is going to be two. Two assist die. Okay. I'm assuming it's two white. Yes. Again, two successes, two strife, and three opportunities. Um, and, nope. I will not take that strife. I will use the opportunity to negate the strife. It's like having both ladies aiding me in my my po- posture and stuff. It's a little frustrating because I'm having to have help, but then it's like, okay, I've asked for this help also so I can get to know these two ladies more, see if either one seems to be who sent the letter without outright asking. All right, yeah, you have one more opportunity? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. All right, with that opportunity, uh, you can't really tell uh, with Saruchi Tomomi, but you can smell when Koyu steps forward the hint of lavender, so some sort of perfume on her. So it's, it's lavender, not a... Oh, damn it. Hibiscus. 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 So maybe neither one of these two. So do either... Do I... I don't smell... Or what type of bow does Tomomi normally use? They're both using U bows. U is pretty standard for a bow. Yeah, which is it's why I went strong towards too. And bending, able to bend and come back to shape, to form wood. It's pretty typical of bows. Yeah. And I see as how my arrow comes in and hits the target. And I'm like, both of your assistance is definitely helping me. I would appreciate more so I can learn better. If you ladies do not mind. Uh, Koyu speaks up. I do not mind one bit. I plan to be practicing for quite a while tonight, as I won't be getting any practice in two days. After all, I have my lecture. Will you be there? I intend on being at each lecture so I can learn. Some may be more informative than others. She keeps a courtly plain face, but you can see her eyes are smiling at that. And about what time is it? It's uh, the hour of the boar right now. Tomomi says, I am planning to practice for quite a while still. I'm not tired yet. And after my poor showing in the archery contest, I have much to make up for. Ah, uh, then I will join you and learn from you. And Rue will take any pointers that they give him as he's firing. As it nears the hour of the rat, you've still been shooting arrows for a while and you're getting a little fatigued. One of your arrows actually ricochets off of a post that's holding up the target. And clatters in the dueling field right by Kikita Onimaru's feet. As he's dueling with Noboru, he steps on it and Noboru gets a quick strike in 
and makes contact. Onimaru looks down and grumbles to himself, kicking up the, the arrow with one foot, catching it in his hand and tossing it out of the ring. He'll shoot a irritated glance back towards the archery ring and go back to his duel. <laughs> He's rather upset more with himself that he let himself be distracted by something uh, from outside. And just as a note, Noboru is the one who is taking care of your blades. He's an artisan by trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty much midnight. Yes. As as grew and had the grew, he's he puts down the uh, or lowers the bow. And it's it seems that the hour is late, and my judgment is starting to be a little off as I fire. I would not want to have a stray arrow actually injure someone that it is not supposed to. I thank you both for the exercise and the teaching. And if you are all here tomorrow, I shall endeavor to join you as well to learn more. And he bows to both of them as a slight smile to Koyu, and then he will take his leave. And they bow back and then resume shooting. I was just going to say, as uh, if Kuniguru returns to his quarters the same route that he t- uh, came here by, he'd have to pass through near the dueling circle again. Uh, near the entrance of the dueling ring, um, where it wasn't before, is an apple perfectly split into two. And judging by how long it's been there, the temperature of it, it appears to have been placed there about an hour ago at some point. Although it appears that the two Kikita duelists are still just locked in their, their duel with no regard for the outside world at all. Yeah. And Gru probably left the train yard by the same way. Notice it, is it, and thinks himself, eh, he has to put an apple on the ground before he can hit it, and then just keeps going. He doesn't say that. <laughs> I was about to say. That's why I specifically said he thinks to himself. Ah, this crane is psychic. <laughs> Gru will take a little bit of a walk through the gardens before heading back to his room. All right. So the you get back to your room and the night is fairly uneventful for the remainder of it. Uh, the next day is court. Uh, are you, or Before that, are you going to write any response? To the letter? Uh, he will, but Buell needs to think on how how to uh, word it. If you could actually send uh, in chat what uh, the exact wording so I can respond appropriately. I'm willing to give you an assist if you need it. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, it's, it's going to take me a little bit to figure out a proper response. Yeah. All right. So you spend the evening thinking about how you want to respond and before you know it it is morning and it is uh uh, nearing time for breakfast followed by morning the morning court session the minor at morning court the minor clans the centipede the moth the uh trying to remember everybody who's there so, centipede, wasp, falcon, falcon, moth, hare. So those five clan 
representatives are notably not there. They are off in their own morning meeting talking to each other. So it's just the great clan representatives there. Uh, you're, the main topic that you guys are talking about is the trade of jade for rice between the crab and the uh, crane. Uh, mainly the, a couple of Yasuki are trying to broker deals in, uh, in court. Uh, Yasuki Shigeru is the loudest of the Yasuki speaking. We'd gladly proffer our, some of our extra stores of rice to the crane if they'd be willing on returning some jade to us in the war effort. We can't run on rice alone, but we need that jade. Doji Shuten is the main voice for the crane. It's simple humanitarian work. If you give us the rice, thousands will die if you do not. And many more would die if the forces of Fuleng overtook the walls because we were had insufficient jade. The bickering goes on like this for quite a while. Uh, and neither side is really backing down uh, unless any of you want to chime in with your own two cents. Yogo's staying out of this, but he's making snide remarks to the other Yogo. Like, yeah, the crane is fishing for the carp, but the carp is the one with the knife. Stuff like that. Ikino Onimaru is being very quiet, but he's off to the side and very noticeable just behind Lady Shuten, just as an assurance to all the court for everyone to please mind their P's and Q's. And so I'll use uh, polite words and terminologies as we do these very peaceful, not aggressive negotiations. Just for record, Shuten's uh, male. Oh, I, thought, I could have swore you said it was a woman. <laughs> no. Oh, maybe maybe I'd just hear that. Yasuki was, wasn't? No, no, they're both male. And I am standing behind Lord Shuten. Guru doesn't say anything, though he is fidgeting a little. His court's a bit long, and, well, he's got things he wants to do. Court is for the Yasuki, not for the Kuni. I'm surprised they're actually discussing this here. Must be a really big problem. Yep, yeah, they're, they're being discussed at every winter court right now. Yeah, especially this is before the crane took Toshi Ranbo, right? I actually don't know when they took Toshi Ranbo. When did they take it, Onimaru? Let's see. It happened. Well, that's that's a relative statement. Um, yeah. I have to look at uh, Kaori's timeline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's like the first thing that happened in modern L5R timeline. It's Hotaru go to Okasan Uchi to uh, pay like the bare minimum respects to her father, and then yeets immediately to uh, Toshi Rambo, which the crane had already taken uh, control of. She just went there to uh, lead the forces there, and she killed the lion champion there. So it had been like sometime after the tsunami, 
um probably at the start of this year's uh the start of years uh wars uh the crane found a pretense to take uh toshi rambo and have been exchanging it back and forth with a lion ever since yeah it's and right now if i remember correctly because when does this adventure take place about two Uh, years before Two years before? Oh, yeah. then um no, I think two years before the crane would be like right in the midst of we just had a tsunami. We're like, we're still fishing out the bodies right now. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't even have the the uh the cohesion to take anything at this second right now. It's like uh so would they be aware of that? Because they might have left before the tsunami like we probably haven't even heard of it yet no it had just hit so they know about it and they are just now doing damage control ahead of time yeah uh i'm wondering can i uh shoot what is my cg that does that uh i'm just wondering if i can pull the knowledge out maybe i don't know i don't think i'll interfere with this i'm gonna stay out of it so Say so it. In fact, it might explain a few things of like why is there a crane in the crablands for winter court, which traditionally they don't do. It's like, well, desperate times, and part of the negotiation of like, hey, we'll give you some rice for the jade. The crane would be like, you want it? Go fish it. It's all underwater. What part do you <laughs> not understand? Yes. So. You know, the the bickering goes on and uh, Kikita Onimaru has a slight outburst of go fish for it, which cuts especially deep because of the Yasuki Mon. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't say that in character. Though. I was thinking like, uh, you know what? Onimaru would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, Kuni Hatsuo, the acting head of the Kuni at the time, since Kuniori is off adventuring in the Shadowlands once again, uh, stands up. This seems to be getting nowhere. Let us break for lunch, and we will return and hopefully settle this matter in in the afternoon. If not, there's always a couple days from now. And he just kind of rolls his eyes, and you can feel his own frustration with listening to bickering between courtiers. Winters of Jade is a work of fiction and is not affiliated with Edge Entertainment, Fantasy Flight Games, or Edmundy International. Music is used with permission from Darren Curtis. More of his music can be found on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, or his website, darrencurtismusic.com. Our logo was designed by Nix Panamalia. More of her art can be found on Etsy, recording, editing, and sound design. Is by Brent Thorson. Story is conceived by Chris Garvey. You can follow us on Twitter at, at SodgePodgeRPG, Facebook at Facebook.com backslash SodgePodgeRPG, and SodgePodgeRPG.podbean.com. You can message us at SodgePodgeRPG at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, 
or your podcast player of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you can't craft J-Strike it, craft it with Earth.